So in terms of marketing, 2021 didn't have the greatest brand going, right? You mean the... The year itself. People are like, can we get over it with this year? Yeah, that's true. But I feel like we keep doing that. You know, for the last several years, ever since 2016, people are like, oh my God, thank God. We hate 2016. We hate 2017. We hate 2018. And it keeps going. And so I'm like, well, 2021, while not the greatest year, it was way better than 2020 when we were completely locked down. So how many times can we just say we hate a whole year? Well, we're about to find out because we're going to go over 2021. The yeah. hits and misses of PR from 2021. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Mark with the Bickersteins. We're starting 2022 by recapping 2021. That year's worst, best and worst, I guess, PR campaigns and predicting industry trends for this year. And we'll let you know what not to do. Maybe we will learn some lessons from last year. So for as a special treat to all you listeners out there, this week's episode will consist of approximately... I don't know, 50 blissful minutes of bickering between Kathy and myself. No guest star this week. It's just us in all our perfect element. Yes, pure uninterrupted bickering. I'm excited. It's kind of like every day. (laughs) I'm not sure what's different between the podcast and reality, but we'll see what we'll find out. But we're definitely going to bicker over 2021 and PR and uh, the PR hits and misses of 2021. Got a lot to start with. Let's dive right into campaign from 2021. Don't get vaccinated funeral home. Remember this? Play the tape. A digital billboard driving around Charlotte with this message. Don't get vaccinated. And then there's a link to Wilmore Funeral Home. But here's the thing. Wilmore Funeral Home isn't actually a funeral home. And when you visit the website, this is the message you see. Get vaccinated now with a link to an area urgent care where you can make a vaccine appointment. All of this, the creative brainchild of a local ad agency. All right, so let's give a little bit of background. Uh, In September, a truck labeled Wilmore Funeral Home with the words, don't get vaccinated. The whole truck was like black, as you saw. And then big words, don't get vaccinated, written across the It looked the like side. it was like a like an a 1800s hearse, almost. Yeah, and it drove around uh, downtown Charlotte, North Carolina, as thousands of people headed to see the Carolina Panthers play the New Orleans Saints. And the truck caught the eyes of, you know, people getting ready to go to the game. Probably, are they masked, unmasked? I don't know. And then, obviously, the rest of us, it became a national story. Boone Oakley, the Charlotte, North Carolina advertising agency that started this PR stunt, specializes in creating content that gets noticed and shared. Their goal was to encourage people to get vaccinated without the usual annoying, you know, listen to me, I'm telling you what to do, go get the shot or go get vaccinated taglines that don't stand out anymore. Yeah. And people, um, you know, people don't like to be preached to, right? Like they just, they're just over it, obviously, especially now, um, you know, don't stomp on my freedom, whatever, whatever. But, and, um, the agency obviously wanted to do something 
that, you know, makes the public see vaccinations from a different perspective, shocking people and creating a dialogue, um, you know, when people go. This is a, I don't think we told the punchline for this thing yet. The well, truck said, don't get vaccinated. Big words, you know, both sides of the truck don't get vaccinated. And then here's where the catch was. Yeah. So you go to Wilmore Funeral Home, which, by the way, doesn't exist. But the website simply reads, get vaccinated now. If not, see you soon. <laughs> and the links um, then went to uh, Star Med uh, COVID vaccine page. So basically, it was where you could sign up to get a vaccination. And, um, you know, if not, see you soon, meaning that you would die and go to the uh, the, the funeral home that actually. I think we have exist. done a really piss poor job of explaining this. Thing. I think did I do what, a piss poor job? I think we both did. The truck said, don't get vaccinated. And then if you looked on the bottom in smaller letters, it said Wilmore Funeral Home. And that was the joke. That was the message. That was the catch. So, yes, it was a wait. Why are they saying don't get vaccinated? Oh, my eyes go down to the bottom. It says Wilmore Funeral Home. Oh, I get it now. If I don't get vaccinated. Well, the weird thing is, is for the people who don't who are anti-vax, right? Like, they're like, yeah, right. Like, don't get vaccinated. I wonder what this is about, you know? And and then obviously, you know, then you look and go, oh, well, you know, it's um, it's saying that you're going to go to the funeral home if you don't get vaccinated. It was a shocking message. Uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was brilliant. I, yeah. I thought, was, I, I was like, why didn't we think of this? This is, a, I mean, talk about a great, way to pub your uh, your advertising agency is i mean they got coverage left and right all over the country national co- probably international coverage it was very smart it took a stand uh you know it was it was a message in in how many words don't yeah. get vaccinated wilmore funeral home six words they and they ended up getting tons of coverage i'm sure they got tons of business out of it and oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to measure how many Charlotte residents actually got their vaccine after seeing the truck. But I mean, the media coverage, this wasn't just I mean, obviously, it ran around the streets of Charlotte, but this made national, probably international coverage. Um, and that that made it a huge success because, you know, the stunt, um, you know, ended up getting covered by CNN, Washington Post, CNET, USA Today. I mean, on and on and on. And the PR company, you know, they were like, I, I think the reason we did it was because we want people to get vaccinated. And I believe even if just one person gets vaccinated because of that billboard, then they considered it a success. Just one person, it'd be worth it. Um, but but really, it was um, it was a message that was um, went well beyond the Charlotte area. And it was just um, it, it, there was a couple of things. One, it, the simplicity, like you said, six words. You know, sometimes when we think of um, marketing campaigns and ideas, you know, you're, you know, sometimes if you throw too much information at somebody, nothing sticks. So um, in the other, so there's a couple of rules here that they, they applied that worked. Simple is, um, is, you know, keep it simple, stupid, the kiss method. And the other thing is flip your common knowledge on its head and people pay attention to it. So everyone was saying, get vaccinated. 
So they flipped it on its head and said, don't get vaccinated. So that grabbed everybody's attention. And, but then they came back with, you know, this Wilmer or funeral home. So it basically, so, so it did those two rules that get people's attention and following those two rules is part of the reason why it got such national attention. So it was, um, it was I, th- really, I also really think that, uh, you know, this plays on a lot. Of, I mean, I, I like the word stunt because it definitely is a stunt. And there's sometimes, you know, a, a stunt can be risky. Um, this hit on all cylinders, especially on social media. This played on all platforms. I mean, whether it was the news or, you know, people capturing it on their way to the football game and posting it on social you know, I mean, this this just generated hits, views, eyeballs, and conversation. And you know, when you have something like that, you have a winner. But you know, could they do it now? It's been a few months, and the you know the argument is heated up so much, though that that you know, would it even be safe to do now? I don't know. I mean, I think we still had the the people who weren't getting vaccinated back then. I mean, this kind of thing is always risky, right? I mean, th- those are the things about stunts and, and things like that. Sometimes they, they backfire. Um, but, you know, I, I think this one struck the right tone. It, um, you know, I'm sure they got lots of hate too, you know, from people. Um, you know, some people could say it's insensitive, right? Because, you know, you're, you're uh, you know, you're just like, you're going to die. But the way they did it, I mean, I, the, the CDC basically came out, right, and and said, or somebody from the CDC or from the Biden administration basically came out pretty pretty harsh and said the unvaccinated, you know, well, basically almost said you could die. Um, so people are saying it, but um, th- this was it's just, just a it's, it's, way. It's a, the environment has gotten more heated in just a month since that. So I don't know if that yeah. I still think it could work, but um, yeah, is it, you know, if it hadn't been done before, could it be done now? I still think it could work, but it's a right, long well, line go. of famous stunts. I think it's a winner. It's, it's maybe winner. the winner for 2021. It's good. And then two, two lessons, short, simple, sweet, uh, or not sweet. It wasn't really sweet, but short and simple. And then the other thing is flip uh, common knowledge or, um, on its head. And, um, that's a good way to get attention. It's like, the old adage, you know, dog bites man doesn't make news, but man bites dog would make news. So or for your the future national lamp, the, na- the old national lampoon cover of a someone holding a gun to a dog's head. If you, if you don't buy this issue, we'll, we'll shoot the dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's a classic. It's, I don't know if that would play anymore, but I hey. don't know if that would play. I don't think <laughs> it was a great our, one. In the PC world these days, I don't know if that one would play. All right. So I think we go to number two campaign. Um, Let's take a trip to Iceland. Hi, and welcome to this very natural setting. Today, I want to talk about a revolutionary approach on how to connect our world without being super weird. Some said it's not possible. Some said it's out of reach. To them, we say, it's already here. Seriously, look, it's right here. Okay, that is really weird. Uh, And it's deliberately weird. It took me, when I watched it, when I first saw it, um, 
I was like, what is this for real? Am I, am I missing something? And then I, and, and then it was the slow reveal, but you know, what it is is after Iceland released the tourism advertisement promoting enhanced actual reality to parody Mark Zuckerberg's wildly memed and kind of creepy metaverse announcement. This ad outlines the natural beauty of Iceland as a world people can experience and explore now without the need for a virtual reality headset. <laughs> it took me a little while to figure out this guy was trying to be a little uh, Mark Zuckerberg-ish, um, which is weird enough on its own. So it's hard to spoof, but the guy nailed it. Yeah, um, I get, you know, using humor and um, and already virtual video to connect with potential travelers. Iceland's goal was to be, you know, is to be a popular tourist destination. I, I think it's popular already, but I guess just, a, you know, already. I, I think what they did is they already went or, or they took um, an angle of something that was already popular, which is a great thing. To well, do. No, I don't know if you, you had you had to see Mark Zuckerberg's you know, uh, we're becoming meta uh, video to make it make you know full sense to really get it. But I, th- I still think people can get it once they start watching it. No, they can't because I didn't. Um, I, I was <laughs> oh, like, well, well, I think you speak for everyone then. What the hell am I watching? <laughs> I I did not see the Mark Zuckerberg meta thing. Um, so I sat there. Well, it and pissed you it. off that they changed the name to meta. You thought that well, was a big loser, too. Meta is dumb. I'm sorry, um, Zuckerberg. That's you think just changing Facebook to Meta is going to wipe away like all the negatives about Facebook. And first of all, I don't think Meta will stick. I don't. I think people are going to call it Facebook. I, I'm not changing my. You can call it Meta. And well, I think that's more of the name want. of the entire operation. Huh? I, mean, it's, I think it's the name of the entire operation. It's Whatever. Facebook. It's. It's it's you can't like change a name or introduce a new name and then wipe away all the crap that you know is bad about your company. How about you? You know, well, you do some other can. I think companies have done it. I, I, I'll think of it while you spout off here. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not releasing my um, negativity. Uh, I'm not going to let it go because of a branding ploy. Um, so, but, but anyway, so Meta and Zuckerberg, whatever. And, and my, I mean, Facebook does amazing things. So, uh, you know, I have a lot, there's a lot of good things about Facebook, but um, you know, there are things that there are definite problems with Facebook. And instead of like p- pouring a lot of money into feel good freaking ads, you know, why don't you actually like dive deep and figure out how to fix the problems in Facebook instead of like put, putting your money into feel good ads and branding campaigns. So that irritates me. Mm-hmm. And I think gener- they don't get Generation Z. If they're doing that, like Generation Z, especially, I mean, our, our people, they're cynical and they're wise to your little marketing employees. And they, they don't like like marketing employees to fix a problem. They want to know that you're authentic and that you're real, you're the real deal and you're not like BSing them. And anybody can see through Facebook's attempt on this, all their silly little commercials. When I see their feel good commercials, I just, instead of feeling good, I just get pissed. Um, Doesn't stop uh, you, you know, from I, using Facebook. I see your post up there. You tag me no. every time. What did you say? You're no, it doesn't use- stop me from using Facebook because I at least use Facebook to try to, you know, I think if I can like give one person 
actual real information, you know, maybe that will help. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a part of the solution right. um, with my, my BS attempts. I mean, there, there's big problems with Facebook and I, I think that um, it's just crap. You know, I, I don't. That like said, we're talking about the Iceland metaverse, right? Islandverse. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think. Um, but you didn't get it. You didn't like it. You didn't I, I mean, it. I get it was a good attempt. I get the attempt and the. But it. But I guess you you have to look at like what if someone didn't see that and and. Um, I, don't I think know. it's still working. I, I mean, it. if you if you watch it for a few minutes and it is long, I it's guess they long. have cut down versions of it. Um, but it was a fun takeoff of the weirdness of Zuckerberg and his Facebook things. And even if it wasn't that, it, or if you didn't know it was that, you still get the sense of, you know, the, these um, CEOs who talk and think and act weird like that. I mean, it could have, could have easily have been uh, Elon Musk. They, I mean, you know, they're, they're all kind of weird in their own way. So, well... When you're brilliant, there's a fine line between brilliance and madness, they say, or whatever that line is. But I wouldn't um, know. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't know. I'm not, I'm I'm not, not near that. I'm fine not line. genius status, so I'm <laughs> okay. just weird in my own way. All right. So um, what do you? What do you? What? What, uh, what, what do you think? I think it, it was overall. I think it was a miss um, because um, it was too long. You didn't get the message fast enough. I think in today's world, you, like I just wanted all I wanted to do was. Like if, if I wasn't forced to watch it, to talk about it, I know I would have zipped out of there in like two seconds. Cause I'd have been like, what is this? This is weird. And I would have moved on. Um, so I, I would have, I think you've got to grab people's attention in you know, two to three seconds and otherwise you're just going to lose them. So, um, you know, I get it. They hired an actor that looked like Mark Z- Z- Zuckerberg calling him, you know, Iceland's chief visionary officer. Um, and you know, the guy dressed similarly to Zuckerberg and, you know, I, I get the whole thing, but it, to me, it didn't, um, it didn't work for me, but, um, you know, in less than a week, you know, they had results It had been viewed around the world by more than 6 million people without any media spend. Um, and Zuckerberg even responded to the video too, saying he found it amazing. So, it, it didn't work for me personally, but it obviously worked. Is getting a compliment for from Mark Zuckerberg a good thing? Um, I don't know, but um, you know, people, you know, it was an internet joke and it got worldwide attention. And Iceland was able to quickly, you know, produce an ad that played off the metaverse video. More um, importantly, you well, want to go to Iceland? Would you go visit there? Well, I would have gone to Iceland before the video. I didn't need the little video. I mean, I've been wanting to go to Iceland. It's a, a place I want to, I want to, I want to visit. Um, but you know, I mean, they they turned something around while it was still a relevant meme, and um, you know, and they they made and, an, and that's a big thing. Collateral. Speed, speed counts. I mean, you got to jump yeah, on these is, opportunities, right? And you got to put this stuff. Speed together. is huge, and um, you know, and it did. It, it did make uh, the list of best advertisements of 2021. So it didn't work for me personally, but obviously, you know, I'm not the world. And <laughs> obviously it worked for a lot of other people because 6 million people watched it. Right. And um, We got Kathy's tagline now. 
I'm not the world. I'm not the world. <laughs> it's the opposite of the Michael Jackson. We are. I the do world. think, although I do think that I am the world. <laughs> that that is true. Personally. Yes. Apparently, the yes, universe disagrees with me. We revolve around you. That is true. Okay, we're the, we're, we're, you're the sun, actually. <laughs> but, I think my know, opinion counts for mostly everything, but apparently the world disagrees. So, um, so that, whatever you know. We talk. We talk about speed. Speed being able to respond quickly. I think that's apparent in this next one, which we're not sure, which was a miss, a hit, and then it turned into a miss. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. but not their fault. Well, but all right, let's let's look well, at this. I mean, they've had they, they've had a couple of these this past year, so let's. Uh, it's Peloton and Big from the Sex in the City reboot. Fans were left reeling when Chris's character, Mr. Big, died of a heart attack after a vigorous Peloton class with real-life instructor Jess King as the fictional Allegra. The loss caused such a stir among fans that the company recruited Chris and Jess to share an alternate ending to Big's fate. A Peloton spokesperson previously told BuzzFeed News that the company okayed Jess's appearance on the show and knew that the bike would be used but wasn't made aware of the specific plot line ahead of time for confidentiality reasons. All right, so a little bit of background. Obviously, if you're not living under a rock, you probably know that Sex and the City has come back. Uh, their re- reboot titled, um, and just like that, without sucks, Kim sucks. I watched no, it, I like it. It's terrible. I think it's a- I Look, I want you know. It's it's not my demo, but hey, I I love Sex in the I City. I disagree. This one's all preachy and morally, and it's just all uh, you haters. It was always like that. Uh, it much. was always like that. It's just that we have changed a little bit. Got rid of what's her name, Samantha. Samantha you know, whatever. whatever. I, I don't know. I I think that all the haters. Not I mean, Samantha. I like. I, What's they watched movie? one episode and everyone was like, oh, my God, I hate it. I hate it. And they didn't even get to episode, episode two, which was the better episode anyway. Who did Kim Control play? Samantha. Was it Samantha? OK, anyway. Yeah. It's not the same. And, uh, and just like, like it. that, it sucks. But anyway, they had it. So they they, they no, had the big like shocking. That, great episode was it the first episode second episode first episode uh second episode is when he so spoiler alert don't listen if you haven't seen it and you plan yeah, to if watch, you haven't seen sex watch. in the city stop listening right now yeah. just stop walk away go watch it come back to us talking about but it. big here we go here it comes big <laughs> dies and wait, before we get into the Peloton ad, okay, so he was exercising on Peloton with his favorite teacher, and he's home alone, and he has a giant heart attack uh, and ends up in the shower uh, dying, and then Carrie comes home, and she drops her phone, and she doesn't call 911. Right, when you're having a heart attack, first of all. What that, the my hell? first thing, my She's first thing. texting with Samantha in Spain, but she doesn't can't call 911. Yeah. If you see somebody having a heart attack, you call 911 as you're hugging them and saying goodbye to them. You don't just be like, oh, big, what, you big, have big, a plan big, for John, this in John. case. Like, are you been planning this for some reason that you know that? No, I'm just <laughs> no, I, I, I was a medical reporter for years and literally, you know, we always used to tell people. It's like five minutes, man. Every minute counts when you're having a heart attack. You're like, and the average time for an ambulance to get anywhere usually is like, you know, five to eight minutes. Like, call the freaking nine one one, Carrie. You know better. 
But anyway, that no, aside, that was I a mean, very bad just message. So we both worked in news and we both had situations where people would be in a 911 situation and they would call the newsroom first to let you know that there was a fire or something bad was happening. Yeah, and, and you're like, say, did you call for help? No, I'm calling like, no, news. I'm okay, calling well, you. Well, we yes. appreciate the tip. Call 911. Anyway, so big yeah, so that was Peloton a very bad message. has a heart attack, <laughs> dies. And what does Peloton do? Well, well, let's give a little more background. Peloton knew their bike was going to be featured in the reboot, but they did not know that their product was going to be used as the reason the character was killed off the show. Which is kind so, of really not great of uh, Sex in the City. Sex in the City really to, should have warned them a little bit about that. And I mean, just like that, you were screwed by your product placement. And just like that, <laughs> we're we're trying to kill your company. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. That's weird that they. You would think that they would um, let them know, but anyway. Um, so, so this is the deal. So, what happened? The the company did what we just said to do. They quickly, within forty eight hours, sought out to divert any further loss and trust from their potential customers. And their product by taking to social media for a funny and informative video campaign that featured, um, you know, Chris Noth, Chris Noth, who was big and, you know, Chris Noth or Noth? 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 Doesn't matter. His I don't know. Ryan Reynolds and Jesse King. Anyway, they used all these celebrities. But the big one was that Chris was in the actor who the real actor plays big, big, who died, the real guy who. Yeah. And then they were like. He's still living. What what did they say? I forget. We showed that. Yes. Yes. Play the play the uh, fine print at the end of the uh, at the end of the commercial there. Should we take another ride? Life's too short not to. (laughs) And just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, lowers resting pulse and reduces blood fat levels. He's alive. Anyway, great turnaround. Within 48 hours, they have a new ad. Big is still alive. Everybody's talking about it. This is terrific. Well, great response time by Peloton, who, if you remember, Earlier, I think in the year, right? They had the uh, the the ad where the guy gave his girlfriend uh, or his wife a Peloton, and, and oh, it was yeah. like, and they their stock took a, everybody like, what kind of gift is that? What you're yeah. giving your wife, telling her she needs to lose weight, and they took a terrible stock hit, and then they came back some by getting the actors to going on a media tour and they did a new ad where whatever, where she said it was all good. Um, you know, they corrected the problem anyway. So Peloton reacts big is alive, funny ad, great stuff for a couple of days. And then something really bad happened. Well, the act, the real live person, Chris Noth, Noth, whatever his name is, um gets Chris knows career. Yeah. yeah. Gets gets me too in by about I think the the count is by about five people who uh said he sexually assaulted them or sexually harassed or sexually it, it, it's bad. And he got dropped by his uh, production uh, not his production company, his, his agent, his, his agent is all of that coming out in like 
lightning speed. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of repercussions to that. So we don't want to minimize this in any way, but the fact that uh, Peloton had saved itself yet again and then gets tied up into this again. Yeah, but okay. So there, but did they really? Yeah. And I, I got to say, no, I, I think what they did, they used humor, um, you know, and they also engaged people, you know, about really the positive effects of exercise, right? Like you need to exercise and, and that get, getting in, in good shape. And we all know biking or running or whatever is going to help your heart. They explained about exercise being helpful for your health and preventing heart attacks. You know, who could have known? I mean, did they react too quickly? That would be a, a question that some people would ask. And a conventional wisdom is no, you've got to act quickly or you're going to miss the window. And who, who would have known that a few days afterwards that he, all those reports of sexual assault would have come out. I mean, it just, so I, I say, I say Peloton still did the right thing. Obviously they'd pull the ad afterwards, you know, after the accusations come out of, but how, how could they have known? They could never have known that. And I don't think Peloton would get. Well, are they responsible? Are they, uh, you know, do, do, are they supposed to know? Are they taking it on their word that they, I mean, is there any kind of background check or due diligence that these companies should well, do before they hire the city, an actor? If Sex in the City, the show hasn't done. I mean, the guy has been on for how many years with Sex in the City and how many movies? And he's so on, he, he, oh, City, he was on the CBS show. He got dropped from the CBS show. Right, yeah. I know. But if all those people didn't know, why would Peloton think that this could happen? I mean, Sex in the City had known him for decades. And might we add that none of this has been proven yet. So he also had right. to say in the matter. So Still innocent until proven uh, guilty in this in this country, mm, but obviously, a, this discussion you know, for another day, but yeah, you got to listen to what's happening. Um, you know, and you got to take allegations seriously and you investigate them and you let the, you know, justice play its course. But I, I, I say Peloton, uh, did the right thing. Uh, sex in the city. I, I don't know about the show production, not letting Peloton know. I, I think that was kind of, um, not cool. Still like sex in the city. It shows women in, of my age group, the ladies aren't like completely, you know, dyeing their hair and Botox out. I mean, I'm sure there's a little, there's some Botox and there's stuff going on, but they're, they're women embracing their age and us women in our fifties, uh, like that, that they're being featured. Um, and you don't have to be a 20 something year old to, to have a show. So I still like sex. All that's good. It's just still got, has to be entertaining. It's not entertaining. I mean, I'm glad that you like the fact that they, you watch two shows. There's I'm done. That's my attention span. That two, I'm shocked. I, I know. did two. You actually watched one and said no. So, um, well, yeah. I, because you wanted to watch the other one, I watched it with you and, you know, so we could enjoy a show together besides Yellowstone. And <laughs> thank you. Some people say no news is good news. I say to those people, you've never read 1631digitalnews.com. Hey, everybody, there's a new site online that pulls the best content from the best sources from around the Internet. Get the latest breaking news, U.S. news, sports, luxury, music, entertainment, and even a great lineup of podcasts, including, guess which one? Off the mark. Off the mark with the Bickersteinsteins. 
Check it out today at www.1631digitalnews.com. That's www.1631digitalnews.com. It's a great news site. It is. It's where we get all our news, or a lot of our news, most of our news, a good part of our news. I check it out first thing in the morning. It, and before you go to bed. And before I go to bed. It's a 24-7 I'm going to go on it right now before our podcast in case I miss something. 1631. Check it out. 1631digitalnews.com. Sony has been feeling the heat ever since it named its new permanent hosts for Jeopardy. Now, one of those hosts, the show's executive producer, is giving up on the on-screen gig. Past sexist remarks and other derogatory comments Mike Richards made recently resurfaced. I'm not sure this was a, it was, it got a lot of negative PR. They it got slammed a lot. I still think it was good for the show. The Jeopardy search for a new host after Alec Trebek sadly passed away. Uh, Sony, Sony Pictures conducted tryouts to fill the host position, including 16 broadcasters, TV personalities, and one jackass of a quarterback, Aaron Rodgers of Green Bay. How do you really feel about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, he's a great quarterback. He's fantastic. He may be MVP this year, but he's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> With the whole COVID thing. I, I think he needs some crisis management. He should call me. You're, you're nauseous at his commercials on State Farm. You don't like the way you don't like his man bun and you like man buns. Yeah, I just I'm just like, what is his hair looks greasy at all times. It's like he's just I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> I mean, half the time I'm like, you know, uh, he just I don't know. He just ugh. anyway, everything. I used to love him and I'm not a Green Bay Packers fan. Like I just thought the world of him because I thought he was a good guy and. Now it just seems like it's selfish. Well, he was yeah. he's always had he's got issues with his family. Nobody talks. Well, maybe I didn't. I guess I didn't you know, dive deep enough into his personality. He does date the most beautiful women out there. I mean, it's, uh, and he dates a lot of them. So how many, how, you know, then they maybe they realize that he's not cool. <laughs> but this he, isn't he about Aaron Rodgers. This is, this is actually about. Mike Richards, who uh, okay. this was a crisis. Uh, anyway, actually, but Aaron Rodgers, PR miss for 2021, dude. Already. He's, a, he's just written off for the entire year, even though he is yeah. probably going to be MVP, if not Brady. Um, so they, the person conducting the search, Mike Richards, pulled a Dick Cheney and uh, appointed himself as the new host of, uh, or recommended himself as the new host of uh, Jeopardy. Um, and then after hosting, he accepted the position. I think he hosted a week's worth of shows that they shot in like a day or two. Uh, he quickly stepped down to public outrage from his past discrimination lawsuits and offensive jokes he had made in the past on a podcast. Um, and, you know, this was another situation where, you know, a little, well, I don't know if it's another one, but we were talking about doing due diligence and check. I mean, did they not check this guy with everything with people poised with, with their, you know, what do they call with their axe handles or whatever their pitchforks out? I mean, the public's ready. You take a beloved show like Jeopardy and you're going to replace them with a new host. They're not going to do a thorough check on this guy. Yeah, I don't I don't. I mean, it was a great idea to think of. Well, I guess it was probably his idea because, uh, you know, it's a great idea to 
think about bringing somebody from within who really knows the show. I mean, technically, but I think that, I don't know. I mean, I would think that background checks and this kind of stuff, I, I don't know. And how do you background check for this kind of thing these days? Is this something that, that people need to start doing like all companies? Do they need to like, and, and how do you do that? Like, how do you know that somebody has been out there secretly, you know, doing bad behavior is how do you background check for this? I mean, you, you can check on Twitter and you can look at the social media, but how do you know, you know, if, if there's someone that has a a studio like Sony can do a a better job of checking to see what the guy's social is like. I mean, what, yeah, social definitely. Yeah. And, and you know what he said on, I mean, he made anti-Semitic comments on him past podcast of his oh well that kind of stuff yeah you, I, you know, I, I mean that's that. yeah I yeah mean, that for sure but I'm, I'm looking at the bigger picture like let's say you're not doing it socially on or you're not doing it on podcast or twitter but you are a jerk and you're doing that like to your friends or you're inappropriate with people in your inner circle how do you find out that stuff how does a company find that out I guess maybe they could do background there, there, checks and just like yeah, talk and to your friends and family. And there's also, you know, there's tons of online sleuths. I don't think any of this was secret. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, you know, right I mean, then, Sony, you should have done a better job. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what's interesting is always the, this this uh, succession plans, and we we're talking about succession, the TV show. But these, I'm always fascinated that the, the bad job some of these networks do uh, with their succession plans so, you know when when jane Pauley was replaced by deborah norville and that turned into a, a giant shit show on the today show for um you know this is going back years ago um or when nbc um handed over like attracted uh, megan kelly to i mean they should have known that wasn't going to work like what were they thinking no everybody kind of knew that megan kelly wouldn't wouldn't work on but, as a, but the with an audience and the network executives didn't know I, I mean, they're, they're paying her millions to stay off of tv so right still like that's freaking ridiculous anyway yeah, those are those are misses. In the end, uh, didn't they split the hosting between Ken Jennings and Maya Bialik, who is great? I, I think she's ter- I think she's doing most of the hosting. I don't know what happened with Ken Jennings. I don't know. I'm not, I don't watch the show. Which is, you know, where what they is I don't watch the, the show. Beginning, you know, she should have had it from the beginning. She's awesome. She's brilliant. She has a doctorate. She's smart. Give it to a woman, freaking give it to a woman. <laughs> she is uh, no, she's she does have some controversial views, I think, about vaccination, though. So uh, does she? But I, I don't think she's an anti-vaxxer. But she, she I mean, everybody's going to have some views on something. The question is, you know, does it matter? And is it going to, you know, impact what, what they're doing? In some situations. Yeah. So um, anyway, they they kind of rescued it. They got tons of publicity, and I think people are still watching the show. All right. So they survived, but and it, and it was a blip. At least when they made this, they corrected it quickly. So that was good. It's it. You know, it's one thing about me, making no, mistakes. It went on. It went on for weeks. They oh, didn't, did it go on? No, it went on. No, it was bad. It was a okay. They didn't correct it correctly. I stand corrected. I <laughs> this is not this is not a scandal I paid that much attention to. But um, all right. So they screwed up. 
but um, in the end, they fixed it. And in the end, they probably won't be hurt um, that badly from it. Do you, I don't think this is a long lasting uh, fail on their part. Do you? Uh, no, no. But I mean, it took, they, you know, it's it's part I think of Alex it. Trebek leaving was uh, was well, he didn't leave. <laughs> well, no. Exactly. And he worked to like almost to the day he died. Leaving this world, I mean, that in itself was going to be hard, you know, to recover from, not just from his family, but he's beloved. You know, he was uh, he was beloved. um, And they were in a tough position because they couldn't, you know, you can't search for a succession successor. Yeah. And how how do you replace? He's like almost irreplaceable. You know, he's like that, that beloved. Now we get to my favorite or my least favorite screw up PR failure of 2021. Ironically, a company known as or called better.com and the CEO was definitely not better.com. This is he did not show his better his better or best side. So what happened was on December 1st, 2021, Better.com CEO Vishal Garg fired 9% of his employees, about 900 people on a Zoom call. Hey, everybody. Great. You know, holidays are upon us. Hope you're having a great year. 900 of you. Don't take a step forward. You're no longer working here. Merry Christmas. Oh, by the way, um, you're on this call because you're being fired. He wasn't even gentle about it. I mean, it was, um, uh, well, let's take a listen, actually, right now. Large company video calls can be brutal, but the CEO of Better.com may have set a new bar. Last week, he fired more than 900 people on one Zoom call. CEO of the mortgage startup Better.com laid off about 9% of his staff. If you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. Wow, isn't that nice? The CEO cited issues with markets, efficiency, and performance. So as you might expect, a disgruntled employee recorded the meeting and you know, they didn't have a job to lose at this point. So they posted it to social media media, and it quickly went viral. And instead of apologizing or, you know, maybe offering an explanation for it to the public, Garg went on a blind, a network on blind, a networking site and said that the company had to lay people off due to a lack of funding and also accused the terminated employees as being lazy and stealing from the company. There were no immediate responses from his PR team to manage the situation other than playing to the uh, defensive side to users of the social media. So so he knew all 900 of them personally were lazy and stealing from the company. That's a lot of people. I guess he he had the, the, you know, his. uh, He he spends a lot of his time. Well, uh, from what I've read, there may have been some of that, but to have well, maybe you know, from 900 people, maybe a few of them were lazy, but to call them all lazy <laughs> or, or, or accuse them of, of stealing or We're all and, stealing. That's a little generalized. And the other thing is your hiring process sucks if that's what's going on. <laughs> so yeah. You really need to vent the vet these people better. Lazy stealing thieves. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know. That's insane. I mean, okay. So how do you, how do you fire 900 people? That's a lot of people. So how do you do it in a, in a, um, 
you know, in an effective, productive way. It's got to be. You call George Clooney and Anna Kendrick and then, you you know, you have a. <laughs> you bring them in. But it's during COVID, right? I mean, so like, he, you know, as all these, a lot of these workers might be virtual, right? Right. But you, you still, there are, you know, there are managers, there are department heads, there are, you know, you do it in an organized way. There, there, you know, you can't account for everything, but you try to, uh, you know, let, let them down as easy as possible. But you do need to rip off the bandaid. You don't do it on a, on a big virtual call with everybody on the company. Right. But do you have to do individual virtual calls, like 900 of them? I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think like, you know, if we had a client, how would we advise them to um, not that way? <laughs> we yeah. be like, no. First thing you don't do, don't go on Zoom and fire 900 people immediately. Like, and, and not only that, but you could hear, uh, you could hear like people in the background, like commenting, like, <gasps> you know, freaking out that they had just been fired. So, um, you know, it was, you got a true reaction, like this can't be true. Is this a joke or something? Um but anyway, uh, uh, th- well, this is the bigger deal as the public backlash and, and level of pre- press coverage, you know, grew much worse. It was revealed or discovered that Better.com had just received $750 million in funding. So my thing was, my question is, did he fire them? Um, you know, did they have stock options or anything like that? And he fired them to make sure they didn't get, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, you know, you are crying poverty, but you just received $750 million in funding. So why did you let them go? Was it, you know, d- because they it- were stealing and they were lazy. Don't you know? Didn't, well, didn't, didn't, well, didn't you hear the meeting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, it smells. Look, it, it, you can fire who you want. It's the way you do it. And, you know, what you need to do is in a, a humane and respectful and, you know, a professional way is, but, uh, you know, 900 people, not easy to fire and word spreads quickly, especially with social media. Um, but, but the other thing, could he have given them like, a, you know, a severance package that, you know, floated them for three months? I mean, you know, there, there's other things that if you have to let that many people go, you know, how can you ease the pain? Is there anything you can do, especially if you just received $750 million in funding? So anyway, there there are so many different ways um, that he could have handled this differently. And what he was he did thinking? eventually issue a personal apology letter to his current employees, but didn't acknowledge those who were laid off, claiming I own the decision to do the layoffs, but in communicating it, I blundered the execution. <laughs> yeah, <I> think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Better.com's VP. So who takes the hit? The VP of communications, the head of public, uh, Patrick Lenahan and the head of public relations, Tanya, I, I don't know how she pronounces her last name, uh, Gologely, and the head of marketing ha- have since resigned since the scandal broke. And then on December 21st, it was announced that Garg is taking some time off. He's taking, he's going to, so did they resign on their own volition or were they forced out, do you think? I don't know. I, um, they either they could have done it in protest. They could have done it because this was their idea. And they said, what could what could possibly go wrong? What? No, I, I don't think anybody who's the head of communications would go. This is a good idea. <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking that they uh, they were either like. Um, 
used as a scapegoat. This was their idea, but I can't, I can't imagine anybody who's in the communications field or PR who has an ounce of sense like would recommend this. Um, I don't know. That that sounds a lot of fishy things here. Yes, uh, but but what what would you have done if a if a client called you up and said, "Guess what we just did? We just fired nine hundred people on Zoom." during a company meeting. Oh my what? God. First of all, I've been like, what were you thinking? Um, second right, of all- but How I, would you handle the, the backlash? Well, the recovery, you know, I mean, he, he, he needs to not just own it. Like he's, you know, in his little, you know, apology letter to, you know, I own the decision. I blundered the execution. No, you, no, you acted like a, in any humane asshole. Um, you would have to, maybe you have to be authentic about your apology, but maybe he couldn't be authentic because he's maybe he didn't really care, you know, um, but you'd have, I'd be like, listen, you'd have to get to him and you'd have to make him realize how much he screwed up and say, well, that's, really that's, like that's hurdle number one, because he probably really didn't want to admit that he, you know, he probably, a, well, he arrogant probably, CEO who he probably doesn't, doesn't think he screwed up. So, I mean, this may be a situation where a crisis management team couldn't, could barely help him because you know well he, he did go on leave so somebody apparently got to made him understand it whether it was well uh, if he has a board his board probably voted for him to go on leave <laughs> i don't know if he has a board or not you come back from that though is the, so what he could have done is say look you know he's i i i yes i bungled the execution here's what we did do for those who are departing you know those who we no longer employ and we, you know, you let people know what, uh, if you can, I guess personnel matters, but you would say we provided them with uh, six months worth of uh, medical coverage. We gave them three, three months worth of severance. You know, we tried to providing make the them. We're providing all those lazy stealing people with uh, good <laughs> references. <laughs> yes. What's going to happen? Oh, yeah. You just came from better.com. Oh, are you one of the thieves? <laughs> it's never easy to, you know, let people go. We, we unfortunately had to make some changes. Uh, you know, we we did it in a, in a callous and thoughtless way. And we apologize for that. And because of that, we, you know, and you try to get your side of the story, at least into some of these stories. <laughs> And let people decide that, yeah. I think you just need to say, I, I blundered everything, not just the communication, dude. I like um, that, that I really screwed up you, there. You just, uh, over time, time, you try, you know, you respond to many of the on social and you, and you try to turn the story some that give, at least give people so well, they, uh, you know, yeah, he admitted he screwed up and he did, did this nice stuff. And, you know, we, we, we made a mistake. Um, yeah, but better.com for them to survive, they need to, um, you know, they do better. They need, <laughs> they, need well, yeah, they need to do better, but they also need to, you know, they should be like, hey, listen, as a company, we realized that was a big screw up. We've, we've got a temporary, you know, CEO or, you know, blah, blah, blah. They need to do their own communications because sadly, this is a mark. I don't, you know, they're a mortgage company. Is that going to really, like, you know, are people going to go, I'm not going to go online and use, yeah, I could still get a good deal on a mortgage. I don't care what they did to their employees. You know, I mean, is it really going to impact business? Well, if, do you really care what your mortgage company is? 
I mean, do, I, I'm not. Emotionally That's what I'm saying. Impacted. I'm saying is if it if it impact, you know, I'm sure it impacted business. I'm not sure it may have impacted business briefly, but you right, know, but I'm, I'm saying, sure it was a blip. I'm not emotionally attached to any mortgage company. So if I know one's a shithead to their people, you know, then I'm like, eh, you know, I'm I'm not a, attached to a store either. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I'm just saying that I'm not emotionally attached to a mortgage company. So if I, you know, if I can choose one over the other and I know I've read about better.com being horrible to their people, then I'd be like, uh, yeah, if it's, if it's like not making that much of a difference in my life, I'm not going to go with them. I don't think they're a well-run company and I think they're horrible. I mean, I make buying- They have all these people who steal from them or are lazy. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I make buying decisions based on a company's re reputation. So- um, Really? Have you stopped at a gas station and not use their gas because- I don't, I skip over it, yes. I didn't use a lot of when gas stations had oil spills and they didn't res respond appropriately. I stopped stopping at those gas stations. Yes. So Exxon Valdez had a horrible situation there. Terrible. Have you used Exxon since? Yes, but I didn't for a long time. And it, and I'm sure they were damaged. They, they know, they <laughs> devastated. They, noticed. they, they were devastated. Happy. That Kathy is stopped. Oh my God. It's the stock that we got to get to the, we got to get Kathy back. That was their right. whole campaign. All, All right, right. Let's yeah. move on to a, a few quick predictions for 2022. What's going to happen in the, the PR marketing world this year, 2022. Go. Um, TikTok. TikTok will dominate the social media space with an audience dominated by millennials and Gen Z. Tech savvy generations demanding innovation, creativity, personalization, transparency. TikTok will help connect brands to a younger, more creative demographic. That is one of the predictions. TikTok is still on the upswing. It's not going anywhere. I think, in fact, that uh, they may get Facebooked a little and with older people, more older people jumping into the fray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then eventually when us when enough of us get to TikTok, they'll move to something else. They'll be like, we can't be on air with these old people. <laughs> uh, you, next, go. Companies are going to prioritize social responsibility. I think social responsibility, uh, especially among, you said, Gen Zers and, and the, uh, what, what's before Gen Z, Gen Y? Um, uh -huh. I, th I think they, they're making it a priority. Um, so the current state of the world, social responsibility, ethics, transparency matter to the modern consumers. Companies have begun to pivot social media strategies to focus more on inclusive initiatives, promotions, and offerings uh, while highlighting causes or businesses they support. Although this might not sell products immediately, showing a sense of social responsibility is, is still thoughtful and effective. So we're probably going to, you know, people, like you said, they're going to not use Exxon when they spill and it's going to. Right. Well, Gen Z and millennials really care about that. So if companies want to look at uh, the next 10, 20 years, I mean, Gen Z and millennials already in the United States, Gen Z has the largest buying power globally. Gen Z and millennials together have the largest buying power in the United States, but Gen Z is going to um, usurp uh, uh, millennials soon. So if you're looking for your, uh, you know, 10, 20 years out, you better 
be looking to what your audience likes and um, they, they like transparency and uh, they want to know that you're doing good for the world and that you're not going to end the planet, help end the planet for them. Um, I think another thing that's going to be really big is influencer marketing. I think it's going to evolve from like being trendy to um, really a common marketing tactic, which but, but I think it's going to change slightly. I think at the beginning it was like, oh, you know, I just want to get to the people with the million followers and the uh, 2 million, 500 million, whatever followers. Um, I, I think that it's, uh, you know, these companies are going to realize it's going to be more micro um, influencers that they're going to go after. And, and they're going to look for uh, influencers that have very niche um, target audiences and try to reach them and not not pay as much attention to their overall following, but who's following them if they have a niche um, target following and then also if uh, they have large engagement among that that audience because it's really not who you um, it's not the masses you know that you're it's it's going to be like the quality. Of I'm going to start playing your playoff music, uh, play okay, you off fine. like Larry fine. David did with, I, All right. I, I, you lost yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Basically you're saying they're going to be using, uh, like old time ads, there's going to be spokespeople and those spokespeople will be targeted to people. All right. Now you're boring me. Go on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Now we're wrapping up. Good way to wrap up 2021, start 2022. We covered a lot of content. Want to hear from everybody? Interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all at On The Mark Media. That's Mark with a C. Check us out at On The Mark Media. Off The Mark is a production of On The Mark Media. You can always find us at onthemarkmedia.com. Until next time, I'm Kathy, he's Mark, and we are The Pickup Side. Happy 2022, everybody.